Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. If you'll turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 10 this morning, starting a new chapter today as we make our way through the gospel of Luke. Verse 4, he says, carry neither money bag knapsack or sandals or greet no one along the road. And so he's basically telling them, you know, I want you to go out. I want you to trust me. God will provide for your needs as you go. Don't take anything with you. Just go by faith. And they do. You know, I I think that this is what he's doing is, is he's teaching them to trust him. And I think that that's true of anybody who goes into ministry. That's kind of one of the first lessons. I remember when Shannon and I first came out here to plant the church, we didn't have anything. We still have most of that left. We we came out here to plant a church, and, you know, we needed a building. You know, how are we going to get a building? Well, we prayed, and we had our heart on this building. That, you know, felt like the Lord had led us here. And so we prayed, and the Lord ended up letting us buy this place, this whole three acres and the buildings and everything for $45,000. It was a miracle, and you provided. And then there was a time where Shannon and I didn't have, you know, I was working a, a business doing carpet cleaning, but the problem was is I was getting busier and busier with the church. And I had to tell more and more people, I don't have time to do that job. You know, I can't, you know, I have to refuse work because I was just so busy with the church. And so as I became more busy with the church, and of course I'm not getting paid to do the church, you know, that's, that's kind of how things start out. You know, the first four years, not drawing any paycheck or salary of any kind. I, I, we just began to pray and we didn't tell anybody. We've been reading a lot of George Mueller and a lot of Hudson Taylor's Spiritual Secret and Edwin Orr and Corey Tamboom and just hear the way that God provided as they, they trusted him. And so we just would get together and we would pray. And I mean, crazy things would happen. I was telling our small group the other day, we had our house over here. We were in the Joy Building. We just had finished it, which was another miracle that it got finished. And we, we moved in and we looked at, we had a couch. Oh, and, and we just had bought at a yard sale, we just bought a table. So we had a couch and a table. And we had nothing else. And which was, a, that was fine, but we needed a bed and we needed some other things. And so we just started to pray. And God provided within like three days. It was crazy. We started to pray. I said, Shannon's like, we need some furniture. I was like, well, we don't have any money, so let's pray. So we prayed. That day, a girl had gone doing bigger and better. You take, take a paperclip and you go and just trade up until you get something worthwhile. She ended up with a futon and a couple ficus trees. She's like, do you guys want this? I'm like, yeah. So we took it in, had a futon and a couch. And then another couple guys had done a plumbing job and somebody's like, hey, do you guys want these chairs? And they're like, oh, sure. And they brought them up and they say, like, hey, we bought, got some chairs. Do you guys need some chairs? Yeah, brought them in. Another guy got married. He says, hey, I got duplicates of a lot of stuff, you know, coffee tables and end tables and stuff like that. Do you, do you need anything like that? And we're like, yeah. And so he brought it over. And so by the end of a couple of days, our whole house was completely full. We didn't tell a soul that we needed furniture. And we would need food or we need something to pay a bill. And I remember one time we came home and there was a rock with a $100 bill sitting on the porch. You know, rock on top of the $100 bill. The rock wasn't part of the gift. It was just to hold the gift in place. 
But, but God is just so faithful. And as we would pray, and I could tell you story, I could, I could use an entire service telling you stories of the things that, and the ways that God provided for us because He is faithful. And that's what He wanted these guys to see. Sometimes God provides for you, for you that way. And sometimes He doesn't. And sometimes it's not even His intention to provide for you that way. He, he follows up with them. He's about to be crucified in Luke chapter 22, verse 35. He follows up with them and He wants to remind them of this. And He said, in, in verse 35, Luke twenty two thirty five, 35. And he said to them, when I sent you with, without money bag, knapsack, and sandals, did you lack anything? So they said, nothing. So they know he's faithful to provide. They know he is. Then he said to them, but now he who has a money bag, let him take it. And likewise, a knapsack. And he who has no sword, let him sell his garment to buy one. So Jesus knows that they're going to be operating in a dangerous situation. He's about to be crucified. It's going to confuse them. They're going to be operating in fear. And, and he knows that they're going to need some supplies. They're, they're not going to be in a place where they're going to be able to readily trust him as they were before. Not that he wouldn't provide and not that he doesn't provide, but it, it's, there's each time and each, each circumstance holds its own instructions. And so really it's about following Jesus and not so much about a pattern. Or, or, or some sort of, you know, this is the way things are done. It, it's listening to his voice and hearing him. Because he knows that they're going to be going through a difficult time, and so they need to hold fast to what they know when their faith is failing them. You know, when I, when I'm, I'm having difficulty, I need to hold fast to the fact, okay, God has been faithful to me before, and this is what I have, and I can survive on that. But I know God ultimately is going to provide. And, and he does. You know, ultimately he does provide. But, but Jesus leads us into these circumstances. He, he says something interesting here at the end. He says, greet no one along the road. Now that just seems rude. What he's saying to them is don't get bogged down. The enemy will always be there to distract you from what God has called you to do. And in that culture, you know, if you meet somebody along the road and you strike up a conversation, inevitably they're going to say, well, come over to my house. Where do you live? Oh, I live over in Bethsaida. Oh, well, we're going to Capernaum. No, you, you need to come over here first. And it would be rude to, to ignore their invitation. And so he's saying, get where you're going, and then you can be hospitable. But until then, you need to focus. This happens to me all the time. I have to put my phone on, do not disturb. Because it's ringing constantly, it's text messages constantly, and so I just have to put it on do not disturb so I can finish what I have to, I know I have to do. This is what God's called me to do. And, and yet I'm tempted. I'm so tempted. Yesterday I was sitting in my office, I'm studying, I'm just going after it, and the phone rings, and I'm looking at the phone, it's the church phone. We don't answer the phone on Saturday. And I'm like, should I answer it? Should I answer it? It could be something good. It might not be. <laughs> and I resisted the temptation. And that's what he's kind of saying. Don't, don't get bogged down. Do what God's called you to do. It's not, he's not telling him not to be hospitable. He says, don't get stopped along the road. Keep, keep your focus on what you're supposed to be doing. Verse 5, he says, But whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house. If a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. If not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his wages. Do not go from house to house. And so hospitality in that culture was was very high, and it's it's very similar to what it is today. And if someone was traveling, a stranger in a, in a foreign place, 
When it came to the land of Israel specifically, they would readily bring them in. They'd readily take care of them, feed them, whatever they needed to do. It's in the law, actually. In Leviticus chapter 19, verse 34, it says this, The stranger who dwells among you shall be to you as one born among you, and you shall love him as yourself, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. In, in America, we're told don't pick up hitchhikers. We're told don't talk to strangers, lock your doors, keep, keep a big dog. And then we do. People come to America, and this is, this is a real thing. Like when, when people from foreign places, especially the Middle East or South America, they come to America, when they get on the plane, they have to ask them, you have money, right? Because they literally think that well, I'm just going to, I'll just drop off in America and I'll find somebody who'll take me in. Because in their culture, that happens. I mean, people just take people in. I mean, you could go down to Mexico and you, sh- you could meet somebody in the market and say, oh, I have nowhere to stay. And they'll always say, oh, come home and stay with us because they're just hospitable like that. That's just the way their culture is. In our culture, it's not that way. And, you know, and there's good and bad to both, I suppose. But it wouldn't be hard for them to find a place to stay. And even an enemy would take them in. That's the funny thing. You know, I, I remember reading this book, one of Tom Doyle's books, and this guy was texting him saying he's going to cut his head off and stuff. And so he decided to go to his house. Once he's at his house, he has to be hospitable. And so he comes to his house. He's like, oh, it's so good to see you, you know, and, and brings him in and serves him tea. And, you know, everything's great until you leave. And then I'll kill you once you're off my property. Then I can kill you. But, but that's just the way that it is. So he says, say to them shalom or peace. If they return the shalom, you will know that there's someone there who's a believer. Kind of kind of that idea. Or maybe they're just, just saying, say, say peace to this house. And, and he says, you'll know if it's a house of peace. If they're hostile to your message or they're, they're receiving of your message. You know, in, in different countries, they have different greetings that they expect to give to people. In Saudi Arabia or somewhere like that, Pakistan or Iran or something like that, they would say, which means it's a Muslim greeting, means peace to you. And then, then you're supposed to say, if you're a Muslim, which is, uh, I'm not very good at it. But, but if you're a Christian, you probably would just say salam, which just means peace. And then they would immediately know that you're not a Muslim. If you're of their descent, then they'll really hate you. If, if you're, you know, like me, white, they would just, uh, 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 you know, expect that, but they wouldn't like you anyway, because you're not a Muslim. And so there's, there's a separation there in those greetings. In India, they say namaste, which means I bow to you. But what it means is I bow to God who is in you. And no Christian in India will say that because they don't believe in pantheism. And so Christians are very careful to say namaskar, which is I, I bow in respect, which is also acceptable. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, Call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.